0: What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 97. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Heather Riley. Heather, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It such a good time. Listeners, if you have not yet, make sure you are following Heather. She is on Twitter, at The Riley Effect, on Instagram, at HeatherRileyXO. And you can find her website at heatherreillyxo.com. I have links to all of those in the show notes from last week. Hit the show notes, click the links, give her a follow, show her some love. As always, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Hit that plus button, that heart button, that subscribe button. Maybe it says follow, and you'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop every single Tuesday. Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show. So if you can, hit us with a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Write us a review. Tell somebody about the podcast. I will love you forever. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is through our Patreon. We are patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Each month we have at least one Patreon exclusive episode. This month's episode should be dropping by the end of the week. So if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Today, episode 97. So excited. Oh my god. My, uh, my guest is one of my friends, New Orleans-based dancer Patricia. We actually met at the Treasure Club in Asheville in 2018, like literally my first week of ever getting into this at all, like literally the first week of me ever going to strip club in my entire life uh, we met. And I can say without a doubt that if that hadn't happened, then I don't think this podcast would be a thing. So forever am I indebted. Uh, shout out Patricia. I appreciate, sh- thank you. And, uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. We, uh, we sat down like maybe like a week ago and, uh, recorded this. So it's fresh. It's new. We, uh, we talk dancing in new Orleans. We talk dancing in Asheville at the treasure club, her experience working there. We talk <laughs> me, me learning, learning what the fuck is up at a strip club. And being new, you know, we uh we look at boundaries within the club. We talk the difference between men and women at the strip club. We talk COVID, how it's affected everything, getting back to work. We discuss Cardi B and her influence on the discussion around sex work. We look at the quote unquote hoarchy. We talk privilege. I hate saying hoarchy. Uh, <laughs> we talk about it, though we uh we look at the future where she sees herself in the future we talk comedy so much fun oh my god patricia i appreciate you coming on the podcast people follow patricia she is on instagram at Patty with the Cake. that is at p a t t i w i t d a c a k e i will have a link in the show notes click the links give her a follow Show her some love. I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy my conversation today with Patricia. Later.
1: Okay, so Princess Leia in that porn. I forget her fucking name. It's like, I can't fucking remember what this porn star's name was. But she was a feature in Baltimore, right? Okay. So porn stars and their features, like, it depends on where they're at or whatever like and who they are but they usually come out and they do like two or three performances and you know just like make a bunch of money on stage and then sell like merch and whatever else and they're usually fucking nuts like bonnie rotten was fucking insane gianna michaels was the fucking
0: best god gianna michaels that is she seems amazing
1: yo she literally was fucking incredible like what a performer and also like stayed after and like I got her to sign a poster for Nick because like Nick used to jack off to Gianna Michaels like constantly when he was I don't know 14 or something yeah yeah so it was like his dream like he got to meet her in person and my dream was to meet Alexis Texas which I did but I saw her in like now I've seen her in like four different places she's kind of she's kind of an asshole but she also like owns her own porn company now and shit
2: Oh wow! Hell yeah!
1: I think I think that's what happened with her is that she like just took over and like realized the money was like in making the porn and opened her own porn studio. I think that's what happened. Okay. Something like that. Anyway, broken glass. Okay, so, so whatever the fuck her name is, she comes to Baltimore. So typically they have like this like big buildup when they come to the stage, and I don't know if you know this, but Baltimore, especially at this time, was like. Ridden with Percocet, like you could go fucking anywhere and find a thirty milligram Percocet. There was like a bench outside the fucking back door of the Oscar Club, where drug dealers would just sit and like, oh, fuck it, dude. It was like way different than I ever expected. So anyway, this bitch comes out and she's like, obvious. I don't, I don't want to make assumptions, but she's obviously fucked up. So she is in like a nurse's uniform with like white stockings. And she gets up and she starts dancing and she doesn't have like huge tits. She like didn't shave her pussy, but I was like kind of into that flex. Like I'm a feature and I have a hairy ass pussy. That was kind of cool. I don't think that was her intention. Like I think she just (laughs) like forgot to shave like for real because she was so out of it. And so she went to pick up uh, a shot glass with her tits and the shot glass fell through because I've tried to do that before and it just falls through. So the shot glass fell through, broke on the fucking stage, right?
2: Oh, God.
1: She did not react. She did not react. She just kept twerking on top of fucking broken glass. I'm not even kidding. And her white stockings filled up with blood, like, while she was on stage. And, like, she didn't even fucking notice. She just kept twerking. I was, like, blown away. I was, like, (laughs) losing my fucking mind (laughs) watching it. Like, what the fuck? It was, like, an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, it was, like... (laughs) like watching hereditary she's like what the fuck is going on her (laughs) doggies were literally just filling up with blood and she just like kept dancing this whatever bullshit she was and then like couldn't perform her last two shows because she was just too fucked up damn yeah that was nuts i mean she was super sweet and like oh yeah you know she was really cool but yeah i'll never i mean that's i mean i've definitely been there though her cassette is beautiful sometimes
0: yeah how is it like when the like features I guess come to the club because I know like say like Stormy Daniels she was going around like clubs oh like, yeah like, how is it how is it the nights when like those people are working
1: Stormy Daniels literally just like comes into Rick's in New Orleans she has a house out here and she just comes in like all the time Oh, and, like nice. sometimes they'll buy it yeah the first time I saw her I was on stage and I was like oh my god <laughs> I love <laughs> queen of everything right now <laughs> I was like right around the time too, where she would like. I mean, I kind of hate like outing a John, no matter what, just out of principle.
3: Yeah.
1: But that was that was a good one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny one. Um. But yeah, when they come, like it just depends on the vibe. Like Alexis Texas, like I always like being in. You know who Alexis Texas is, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I always like being in her features because I know that the people that are coming out to see her like white girls with big asses.
2: Oh, okay
0: so
1: it like is dope because i can just kind of you know
0: you're just riding the coattails and...
1: exactly <laughs> oh always like the least amount of effort if i can help it
0: Goddamn um,
1: right. you know what i mean <laughs> but it's yeah. just nice to know because if they come for like i mean if they come for like gianna michaels i did really well when she came to um but like when bonnie rotten who is one of my favorite i've always loved bonnie rotten like yeah Bonnie Rotten is a fucking boss, dude.
0: She's a champ. She, yeah. So so tatted up, that fucking spiderweb. So spider fucking web. the
1: spiderwebs, dude. When yeah. I first saw that, oh, my God, I was, like, in love. And, like, all her videos are solid. She just had a fucking – she had a kid, had the baby, and is, like, still chill as fuck. I'm a big, big Bonnie Rotten fan. There was a – actually, when she came to Hustler, there was, like, a group of girls – that were from LSU, that saved up all their fucking money and bought an hour-long private room with Bonnie Rodden to ask her questions about, like, squirting and coming and, like, how to
0: fuck and shit like that. That's amazing. (laughs) It was
1: awesome. I was next to them, like, with a fucking dude who was not, (laughs) like, into talking about any of that. And the, like, walls are open. And so it was, like, I just remember it being super annoying to him because they had no idea, like... They were just they were like they just turned 21 years old. Actually, they might have been younger.
0: He's getting an inside look at this. Like this is like That's insider saying, information. Dude. Like
1: Yeah. Just shut up and sit back and um yeah. And I'd never forget it was like five girls that bought this like two or three thousand dollar room with Bonnie Rotten. And it was just to ask them questions. And then when I was coming out of the room, Bonnie Rotten was coming out. And I was like, Oh my God, I love you so much. And she licked my tip. Because my tits were out. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing for me. That's one of my favorites. Also, Gianna Michaels when she uh, was—I saw her in Baltimore and Hustler, and when she was at Hustler in New Orleans, man, her fucking performance, like she shoved a dildo so far down her throat, and then like opened, like she was like on her knees and just like opened her arms and like looked to the sky, and you could see like the veins of this fucking dildo through her throat like wow. it was the mo- like the craziest shit and so you were just on the second floor like what the fuck dude like how like a fucking sword swallower it was like nuts
0: amazing like she's she's yeah. for sure like one of my favorites. she's a fucking
1: professional like
0: i emailed her there. a couple months ago
1: <laughs> oh dude you know what actually that's funny my friend madison like in her like stayed in touch Because they both have been in, like, Playboy Brazil or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'll try to talk to her and see if she can talk. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a really good one.
0: Yeah. I'm like, she's the, like. I will try my artist. I always think, uh, did you ever see Piranhas? She was in Piranhas 3D. Oh, my
1: God. You ever see the
0: Piranhas movie?
1: Yeah, I think so. Wait. Yeah. yeah,
0: She's, like, actually, like, parasailing in the movie. And then, basically, she's topless and then gets dipped in the water. Yeah, and then basically they eat the lower half of her body, and then she comes up, and like she doesn't have a a bottom half. Oh, she dies. She dies pretty quick in the movie, but it's still a good cameo. Like it was amazing.
1: Oh, you. Oh my god, I totally know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Wow, that's nuts. I didn't even realize that.
2: Yeah, amazing. Yeah, she was fucking cool.
1: And Alexis Texas was such a bitch, which sucked. Which is not nice to say. She was just, again, she just. She did not come to fuck around at all. Yeah. Like, she's a complete professional. But she didn't do any, like, um, I guess when you see people like Gianna Michaels or uh, Bonnie Rodden, they do all this extra shit. And then Alexis Texas literally just comes out and pretty much does what I do on stage for real. Like, just (laughs) fucking (laughs) does the stage set where she just shakes her ass and then just gets down. (laughs) No issues whatsoever. It's pretty good. And she was like that in Baltimore, New York, everywhere. (laughs)
0: You gotta work smarter, not harder. See, she's winning. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, man. It's like that's been my favorite thing I've ever learned in in dancing. It works and everything, honestly. Yeah, in bartending too. Like, work smarter, not harder. Is once you actually like grasp, like really grasp that, it's fucking freeing to like just be like, no, I'm just like not gonna work that hard.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you could like make work easier for yourself. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you not like in any situation or like if it you're... doesn't
1: impact you though like if it doesn't impact me monetarily right like if it's especially if it has to do with the restaurant because most of the stuff at the club like is going is like could be part of a long game of some sort like you can make money off of people you meet at the club at any point in time you know what i mean like it's yeah yeah such a possibility especially if they like you but like uh so like working that way i don't mind working hard for that type of connection But when it comes to, like, restaurants and shit, and they're like, oh, we need people so bad, Um, we have no staff, and then they're, like, trying to tell me shit about my fake nails, I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, okay, like, so fire me, and then you won't have a bar, like, it's just not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to rise to this occasion of, like, fucking, I'm just not doing it. And then when you, like, meet them in the face, and you're just like, no, they're just, like, shocked, like... Restaurant managers are the fucking worst.
0: These businesses think that they have so much power, but now that people are like willing to be like, no, I don't want to do this. They're like, yeah. Oh fuck, we have to we right? have to do what these employees want because otherwise we don't have a business.
1: Yeah, I was working in a Mediterranean restaurant during COVID and um I like can't help but like get jobs, like get bartending jobs all the time. Like if I go to a bar, it seems like they're busy, I'll ask what they're hiring. All like innately just apply like I can't stop. It's like a really bad addiction of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I had this job, and uh there was this one part where like there was tickets coming out of the machine, and like the fucking tables were crazy, and it was just this moment of chaos, and I was like, man, I could like totally handle all this shit in like two minutes if I just like got in the fucking zone and then I was like, but also it's a pandemic we need it i also was like probably on a tram at all or something i was like we could also just chill and i just refused to like do a good job (laughs) (laughs) i just like refused to do it and it worked out great like i made the same amount of money i would have my manager didn't fucking notice like we left at the same time so that's when i learned like fuck all this shit the pandemic taught me a lot about that
0: these are goals you know
1: yeah fuck that especially restaurants fuck them like they pay you like $3 an hour and fucking try to tell you how to live.
0: The thing that sucks too, like, cause one of my friends, she was working, you know, at a restaurant during COVID and it was like all the extra shit that you had to do. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, like they upped like the amount of like, I guess, like just like cleaning, just the amount right, of sanitizing right. to where it's like you're, you normally would work a shift that's maybe like four or five hours and yeah. make your money. But now that fucking shift is spread over like right. seven or eight hours and you're like, right. Based on this, I'm not making as much money as I was. Well, like, this is...
1: Also, too, people don't realize like the, um, like a lot of restaurants were like trying to find different ways to have like intake revenue. So a lot of people were like a part of this huge, like now it's like all of a sudden a to go fucking fast food restaurant. You yeah. know what I mean? Where like it used to be, so you have to like fit that and you literally just have to follow these chefs or these owners around while they try to figure this shit out. And you're just like, there like hoping you don't fucking catch covid over some like hummus you know what i mean like (laughs) it was like so fucking aggravating so i think that's really when i just like and then dancing yeah like dancing i can't i only have so much emotional shit like to give on that shift yeah i um i have my own little system that everyone thinks is like nuts and it it works for me though
0: what's what's the system
1: um, Alright, so this sounds super fucked up, but the system is ideally, like, having, like, all my shit together, like, in an organized bag, means a lot. I don't know what it is, but for some, and I, like, I have the power to do it <laughs> sometimes. I just don't, but when I do, it, like, changes the vibe, you know? I, like, if I buy, like, a bottle of wine on my way in, I have, like, a glass of wine while I'm getting ready, music, or if I get ready at home, uh... It just, it's got to be a vibe. Like wherever I'm at, it's got to be good. Okay. And I can't fucking talk to anybody without a matching like energy. Cause whenever I do that shit, just sucks like the life out of me. Like locker room talk can be very, very dangerous for sure. Really? And it's, yes, 110% yes. I like, I believe I've watched girls come in, be ready to work, and then like, they fucking sit by a girl who is just, like, so insecure. And I actually remember this exactly happening, like, two weeks ago. So insecure. Just fucking, like, talk. Like, like if you had any anxiety whatsoever, this bitch would trigger you. Like, she had so much shit to say, but, like, nothing at all. You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, yeah. she was
1: just talking about, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. Oh, my God, I'm so old. Oh, my God, how does my body look? Like, she was just filled with this nervous energy. And um, I just kind of, like drift away at that point, because I'm like, yo, I cannot be around it. I watched my friend, who was, like, ready to work, fucking fuck up, like, one piece of her eyebrow, and drawing them on, and was like, fuck it, just, like, (laughs) threw her fucking brushes in the air, and just, like, left. Like, I really do think, like, that shit, and then if you're, like, with girls who are, like, hustlers, and they're all upstairs, and they're, like, setting the tone where it's, like, you hear girls get rooms early on when you're getting ready, like, there's such a fucking vibe to it. But, um, it's got. If it's not good, then I just hide. Like I go in a corner, if I have to get ready, and I just, yeah, like try to just avoid everyone. I make people feel super awkward because I just straight up ignore them. Like even if I don't have, I just can't fucking do it.
0: I guess mentally preparing for I guess work right like yeah like I know you mentioned like the chick like like throwing off your vibe essentially like I'll I'll be like at a comedy show and someone's about to go up they might be before right. me or might, they might be after me but they're just like oh my god bro I don't know how I'm gonna do I don't know if I'm funny tell me exactly dude stop like yeah. dog you're funny you can't be doing Fucking, this like yeah. stop like <laughs> Right. You've prepared for this scenario. You are ready for right. this. Fucking good. And even do if you haven't,
1: like, keep it to your fucking self, dude. And just, like, <laughs> leave me the fuck out of it. Like, and I have to be, even as a person, like, I am trying to be so mindful of, like, what I say around uh, people at work that night because, like, words are fucking spells. Like, I really believe that. And especially in an environment like that, like, you can literally, like, shift a whole night. Just by like being positive, being that one positive person there, you know what I mean. He yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, we could stay. Like they're probably not that bad. Like whatever the fuck." But um, yeah, if if it's not like it, that's the thing. I think I realize now I have so much. This I have a limited amount of emotional energy, and if I'm making enough money, I can like kind of figure some shit out, <laughs> like yeah. and move some stuff around internally, and like be fine. But if it's, like, when you – it's, like, you have to check your boundaries, like, every day, especially when you're broke. Because it's, like, you need to be sure that you're, like, good with what you're planning to do, where you're at that day. You're not going to, like, suck someone's dick for 500 bucks if that was not what you decided, like, that morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. you literally, like, just have to talk to – because you could really use 500 bucks. Yeah. Like, you have to literally just – I think getting in the mindset for me is, like, really – diving in and like dissecting like what I'm cool with that day and like what I can work as a side hustle. Like, do I want to go and be someone's dancer for two hours after this? Like, should I be selling that all night too? Yeah. Which isn't, is like frowned upon. But yeah. So like, that's, I think, getting in the mindset for me and then, yeah, just like doing good fucking solid makeup. But sometimes it's like, that shit doesn't matter either. Like, I don't really have a whole thing to that, but I go downstairs. I'll usually get a shift drink of some kind Usually it's like well warm tequila with no lime or salt. Yeah. And then the bartenders get to look at me like I'm crazy. But if you order cheap shots, they'll give you more for free. It's just a fact.
0: And I can drink
1: cheap like all fucking day. I'm like, yo, it's made of glass. Like we're doing good. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's way better. So anyway, yeah, I get down there. And uh, so I just kind of, instead of like a lot of girls were like, go sit and uh, sit with everybody you know walk around and hit every table I don't really do that shit if if I'm gonna be on stage soon I will just fucking chill in the corner I'll like stretch a little bit and I will just fucking wait to be on stage that first time and just get a feel for like who fucking wants to talk to me who is into it that's such a good way to tell you know what I mean yeah because i feel like when you just get there and you immediately sit down and girls are like oh yeah this is you know i'm a hustler i make a lot of money this way i'm like no i feel you but there's also though just like that chance i'm going to be caught in a conversation for like 20 minutes and it will have like no purpose in my life at all because the dude won't want to pay me because he didn't want to in the first place or i'm not as type as it turns out like that shit's happened before where i've been like talking to a customer for like an hour and then all of a sudden i'm not his type and i have to fucking leave like i can't deal (laughs) with that shit so i like to just kind of if i'm gonna be a while before i go on stage i walk around and i literally just stand in front of tables and like pivot (laughs) my ass
0: that's all that's all it takes and then i
1: just wait for like a nod or like a three second stare And if they're, like, 30 to, like, 38, I pretty much got it in the bag. Anything else, though, is questionable.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. How important, like, how, I guess, when you're, when you first, I guess, you first, like, get on the floor, right? Maybe you haven't had your, like, first, like, stage dance yet. Mm -hmm. How is it, I guess, like, feeling the vibe of the club? Like, are you, like...
1: It's like, it's, once you, I think once you've done it for a minute, like, uh I've been dancing since, like, 2013, since I was, like, 20, or I've been in a strip club probably since I had just turned 21, so 2012, but I was practically like, just saying, but, um, yeah, I feel like it's so hard to, like, at first to, like, really understand what the fuck you're looking for, and then once you've been doing it for a long time, you can, yeah, it's, like, reading I think reading people in general in the service industry is like a huge skill that you gather from it, but reading the room and like what people are doing, like it's pretty cool once you like get to know what, like the clues you're looking for and shit to see if someone's actually has money or not.
0: Yeah, because that was one of that's that was one of my questions that I didn't like have. But it's like, how can you tell versus like when you're looking at somebody, you're like, how do I know whether this person is into me and gonna spend money or this person is gonna trap me in a fucking hour long conversation that leads to nothing? You know.
1: Well, right. So the key for me has just been to like I refuse to be in one of those conversations again. <laughs> like yeah. something's got to fucking happen beforehand. I mean, I get it. Like. There have definitely been times where I've wasted time and it's led to something else in the future. Like, I do believe that sometimes showing people kindness, especially in like a small club like Asheville, where you have a lot of regulars, can like pay off in the long run. Because like when they get a fat check or a stimulus check or whatever the fuck, they'll come and spend it on you. So I can dig that. But otherwise, like there's a lot of times now where I'm just like, listen, what's up like what do yeah. you literally like just tell me what you want and we'll figure out like what we can <laughs> yeah. do and like you know what i mean to some degree yeah. like there's like been a lot more younger kids at the club recently which has been funny
0: i mean i feel like too it's like everybody in the pan like everyone's coming out of the pandemic you know we haven't seen live people in a while and right. then also naked people are like well let's do this you know
1: right well but it's also like I mean, not great for COVID, I don't think, yeah. you know? Because, like, there are so many. I mean, I'm vaccinated. There's so many dancers that are vaccinated. Most, I think, probably a very high percentage of the dancers I work with are. But I think the sex work industry in general is just better at dealing with, like, disease. Yeah. Than, like, you know what I mean? They're just like, fuck it, sure. Like, I want to make money and not be fucking worried about missing. It's mo- And the worst thing is, like, Everyone's worry isn't about like dying or killing someone. It's like missing two weeks of work.
0: <laughs> That's what it always is, because it's like, well, oh, yeah. if we like, it's everybody has to fucking make money, and there's no like safety net at all. Like people are living paycheck to paycheck, and it's like, I have to work. That's why people like risk right. their lives. They might be sick, but yeah. it's like people risk their lives because they have to have money, and there's right. zero so like fallback. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Oh yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, this is uh, fucking dope. I feel like when I started the podcast, there was like a few people that I was like, I have to have them on the podcast, and you right. were for sure one of these people. Yeah, uh,
1: I love that. I love that. I like remember too. I love that when I met you, I was at a club where like we weren't allowed to drink, so I like totally remember meeting you yeah. <laughs> and like all the shit. It's pretty great.
0: It is funny, like. uh yeah. That was like so. You met me like literally my first week of ever of like ever going to a strip club. I know. First time, time, like literally, I went to the fucking Raleigh Men's Club on Saturday. Drove to Asheville on Sunday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's fucking awesome. It's literally my favorite like um, Cinderella story ever.
0: It's fucking great literally yeah it's like i've never i've never really even been to a sh- i've been to a strip club once before going there and i was like still the idea like i went to you know magic city recently but it's like i feel like every time i walk into a strip club the same vibe i just can't stop smiling you know mm-hmm. and I'm i like, love that this place is amazing like
1: this is just... dude i really think that they're fucking amazing like there's so much talent in one room you know and like if you just give them what they want they can just like showcase all of it for you yeah the only difficult thing is like people not doing what they're fucking supposed to which it has been honestly like not as bad recently not as bad as i thought it would be recently okay i thought because everyone was like pent up that they would be like terrible but it's really it's
0: i feel like people are probably thankful to be be in a club again i think
1: I mean, I think that most men are, like, thankful in general. Like, when it comes down to it, like, like I've met very... I mean, relative to how many men I've met working at a strip club, they're, like, all pretty fucking nice for the most part. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Surprisingly so. I think that's probably one of the things that shocked me about sex work, was they're probably not nice, but they're just nice to dancers. Like, I just, for some reason, thought that uh dancers were treated like shit by men but it's actually like they just literally like worship you (laughs) just want to see your pussy for like two seconds like crazy dumb shit for no fucking reason you know what i mean and they're like dying for it like oh yeah like dying for it and it's so confusing because i'm like okay what did that just do you know what i mean like
2: it just made someone's year you know
1: (laughs) That's nuts. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm thankful for it. I appreciate it. But yeah,
0: I guess so. How was so we meet, we met in Nashville. How was, mm. how do you like working at the Treasure Club?
1: Oh, man, I fucking love that club. That club taught me a lot, actually. Really? Yeah. My favorite thing about that club for sure was uh, a bouncer named B. Me and him got super, super close. And I fucking loved all their bouncers because that's the one club where like the bouncers look like they fucking
0: should yo these dudes are fucking ready
1: they're fucking ready like man they would and it was just like golden because like the owner was fucked like he was kind of a he's actually a pretty good guy he's just one of those like weird redneck guys who like tries to seem like a piece of shit okay you know i don't know he wasn't that great but anyway all of them it's just such a weird crew and such a weird setup and like I had just come off of, like, dancing in New Orleans and New York and Baltimore and D.C. So it was, like, the most fun to just, like, have a fucking, like, wooden, broken down fucking cigarette area. And, like, they couldn't renovate the club because they, like, North Carolina wants all the strip clubs to just close down. So, like, they literally couldn't fix it up. Damn. So it was just, like, dated and fucking about to fall over and... It was just, it was pretty magical, really. That year, you know, and then he did all my taxes for me and claimed all my cash mostly. That was the one year working at fucking Karate and at Treasure Club. I made oh, like $110,000 that year.
2: Fuck And that yeah. wasn't
1: even counting my stage tips. Really? That's the That's most amazing. money I've ever made in my entire life. I mean, no, 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 that I've seen on paper. I've probably made that before, but that one was surprising just because it was Treasure Club. Like, I made fucking money there, dude. I made friends of the drug dealers that came yeah. in so they would throw crazy money on me because they knew i wasn't like a fucking snitch there also were like a lot of young girls that were dancing there that were like so brand fucking new like so brand new it was so easy to work around them because like if a guy asked to like touch their tit, they'd be like shocked and appalled yeah and if a guy asked to touch mine i'd be like I mean, yeah you just had to like tip me like 10 bucks <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. it was just so easy because they would like literally flip out and try to get this dude kicked out really a, yeah like they had no yeah they were like so into being these crude dancers that got away without doing shit and they make fucking money like they're hot as shit they're just young as fuck yeah i'm sure you remember <laughs> some of them really
0: yeah i mean i remember i mean the i love the club like that's still like yeah. what i think what i think like my, like, a strip club that I'm like, I want to go there. Oh, yeah. It's the Treasure Club in Asheville. Like, last For time sure. I was last time I was there, I guess, it was, like, closed last time I was, like, in the mountains. And I was like, oh, man, that's so, that fucking sucks, you know? hmm But it's also amazing that, like, Asheville is, like, a good, like, you know, like, a good dance, a good place to dance, you know? Because you wouldn't think Ash- Asheville, North Carolina, you wouldn't think that, but.
1: You know, I wish that I was... I'm pretty good now at, like, selling, like, private party time to, like, bachelors and, um, bachelor parties and shit like that, and I really wish I would have, like, used that skill uh, when I lived in Asheville, because I would have cleaned the fuck up, because there's so many dudes that come, like, so many guy fests that come, that are, like, going to a brewery or fucking drinking beer or whatever the fuck, like, something stupid, but
0: so many like boys weekends you so know. many
1: boys weekends there where they like their wives are like oh it'll be fine because there are no strip clubs and then they're like "Ha ha, hey, there's, there's the old, old tc <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really do think that that's like what it is even though there have been more women in the club recently than ever before really oh for sure for sure yeah than ever 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 before
0: how how do how do men and women like i guess i saw, i saw this thing on twitter recently where you know this girl was talking about like in terms of like boundaries for men and women clients like she was saying like women not not necessarily getting boundaries or maybe like not caring about it uh yeah. versus okay. men like i remember i went to like one of my friends we went to a strip club together and you know she was real fucked up mm-hmm. And she's trying to hug the dancers. She's just like right. groping them. She at one point like runs back in the dressing room. I mean, she was kind of fucked up, but uh, yeah. Still, just like the boundaries were not there at all. What's how is how is it women and men, like uh, men clients for you?
1: I think that it depends on like the night and like if i because some nights like on my third or fourth night dancing in a week, like I'm just like. I'm still in it. I'm I'm probably actually the most in it. Just like not, I can't deal with a whole lot. Okay. <laughs> or I'll drink, you know what I mean? If I drink too much, then I'm going to, I've just get, I'm very cautious of myself when it comes to like, you know, feeling like I'm at my wits end with people because yeah, women really do like, they can have this habit. Not only have they always been more touchy, always like they all, like they literally could give a fuck. I have very rarely met a female That has not touched me without asking in a strip club. Even the nicest fucking ones are like, they just... I did a room with a couple the other day and she was like, come on, do the sluttiest thing you've ever done. And I was like, I'm making like $150. Like, that's a really... (laughs)
0: Yeah, a big that's a big—that's a big ask for that. The
1: sluttiest thing I've ever done. I just looked at her, was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I don't think I could really like recreate that in here. Like, yeah, she's what like, like what? What? What do
0: you think the sluttiest thing that I've ever done is? Exactly
1: right. You tell and, me. Um, yeah, and she was just like, he was—he was just fucking. That's guys also can be really weird with their wives. Like, I try to always talk to the wife. I love like really country little couples with their fucking like hand grenade cups and like all their touristy shit. They just come in and want like a hundred dollars worth of a dance and they just go home or go to their hotel room and like fuck the shit out of each other. I like the days in or wherever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're not like rolling in it, but they just literally know they have four days away from their fucking eight kids or whatever. And so they're going to go fuck thinking about a stripper or something. Like that's the ideal couple for me. A lot of times you get couples though, that are like, The females feel like they've got to, like, be extra, extra cool with all the shit, even though they aren't. So then by the time when they get drunk, it, like, True Colors show and they're pissed. Or they're just so fucked up the entire time. Like, or they fucking hate it there. And that's the bitches where I'm like, why the fuck are you here, dude? Like, just go home,
0: you know? Because it's not like you know, you don't know what the... Like, I guess maybe if you've never been to a strip club before... And perhaps you've never seen your like, significant girl other girls' trips are like...
1: great. Sorry, not to interrupt you. But I just that was a point. Like girls, like all female trips are fucking great every single time. It's literally when females are with men and they feel like they need to like show off. Okay. And that's what I've seen mostly anyway. And that's where it's like like I literally told this woman the other day to like keep her for fucking dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the thing too. It's like people think like, oh like, man, let me y'all. throw a couple dollars. Like, what am I? Dude. What can I? What am I about to do for literally five bucks? It or like any
1: like one of my best stage sets of all time. Like it was so much money on this fucking stage, and I was like, couldn't even barely move because it was like packed up. And this fucking bitch in like an LSU polo, she's like sixty five. Her name's probably fucking Patricia. Really. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh screaming, like, come over here. Like, we need you to do more. We need you, like, screaming this shit at me. And it was, like, juvenile, back that ass up. Like, it was a good vibe. And then uh, you just hear this, like, screeching, shrill fucking voice over the music. And I was like, listen, chill the fuck out. Like, keep your fucking money. I don't need it. I'm literally just, like, piling up money. You have $4 yeah. in your fucking hand, dude. Fuck y'all. I don't need it. And she went and, like, complained to the manager and i was like i'm not she was fucking screaming at me dude like and they just they yeah i mean most of the time they expect a lot more there's sometimes like groups of women will come in like they did with that bonnie rodden thing i told you about and uh or they'll come in like they'll ask me like they'll take me for a private dance and just like ask me how to twerk or dance or whatever okay like that shit's kind of fun but a lot most of the time even when they're the coolest they could possibly be they somehow are like insulting without meaning to be you Uh, know Yeah. yeah. There's always something that's like, like no one ever actually gets it unless you find the fucking like fucking gem of situations and you find a stripper in the strip club as a customer who's being paid to be like arm candy for some dude from like Miami or something.
2: Oh, shit.
1: That bitch will hook you the fuck up. Like, you will be hooked the fuck up. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like room, champagne, drinks. Like there's no questions for that bitch. Like she runs the show. So she's very, very cool. Like she'll like fake. I remember there was one girl who's like fake eating my pussy and shit because her guy like really wanted to see each other out. She was like, no, I got you. She like tossed her hair. Like she did all the shit. But I was like, damn. Like she wasn't, she maybe was making money off of it. But I knew I was making like 1,200 yeah. bucks Yeah. off this bitch like fake eating my pussy for like 15 minutes before he just, like, ended up leaving.
0: That's, <laughs> you know, that's, just that's, like, that's, that's fucking amazing.
1: Out there and drank champagne. I know. That's the best scenario, too. But, yeah, no, women, they, I think when they come in with men, they try to impress them, and it's, or, like, I've seen a lot of women try to work crowds of men recently, which has been kind of hilarious.
0: Like, uh, what do you mean?
1: Like, sitting with customers, like girls, like women that will come in and they'll sit with tables and try to get them to buy drinks and sit with like VIP tables and shit like that.
0: And they don't even work there.
1: They don't work there. Right. That shit what? is twisted. And that are shit they... is fucking risky also.
0: I mean, are they just trying to pick people up? Like kind of like escorting kind of thing?
1: They're trying to make money, like make, get their drinks bought, like whatever they're. Oh, okay. Yeah. Intention is I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, no, like, they'll sit and, I mean, I'm sure they think they can make money off. I mean, they're always, like, dressed in, you know, like, bullshit designer clothing and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, I've seen girls try to, there was two girls that came in, like, dressed up, like, straight stripper wear and shoes didn't fucking work there. <laughs> and just, like, walked around <laughs> in a circle and I was like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Can you do and that? And then they can just, you... like, walked out. Can you wear, like, fucking pleasers and shit? And, like, wear, like, dresses?
1: Yeah, like, Steve Madden's making them now. Like, everyone's fucking wearing them now. It's hilarious. (laughs) Like, it's so funny to watch uh, people intake sex work in, like, that culture now, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel like it's kind of, like, just so mainstream. Like, if you take, like, you know, I feel like Cardi has really put, like, you know, sex work in the forefront. Just because, like, every sex worker I know... Loves Cardi. I remember you. You mentioned to me about Cardi. Mm-hmm. I I never I never heard a single Cardi B song at all. Yeah, you she,
1: know. Um, you know what it was? It was just like her ease of talking about it. Because like I don't know if you remember that stripper that uh, was dancing. It was in Atlanta. She fell from like this tall ass pole, and her oh all rewired and shit. Yeah, she was like on Wendy Williams, and she. Ended up like, Wendy Williams, I fucking hate Wendy Williams, but whatever. She's a fucking cunt in my book. But she was asking this woman questions like an idiot, like not asking her like about being a stripper, just asking her pretty much, what are your plans to get out of it? Uh, What do you typically (laughs) make? And like, when are you leaving it? And this woman like had that answer of like, yeah, I plan on leaving dancing. And like the whole crowd just rejoices and everyone's clapping. And I remember watching that like, bitch, you're like 22 years old. Like you broke your jaw, chill the fuck out. This that seems like an overreaction to me, but then she gets this huge applause. And the thing I love and I'll never forget about Cardi B is like watching her on like Ellen DeGeneres like daytime television and Ellen DeGeneres just being like, did you like being a stripper? And her just being like, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? There was no like, she was like, yeah. I mean, I like paid off my student debt. I got my mom a house. Like she just was so like nonchalant about it that it wasn't even an issue you know what i mean because i didn't watch love and hip-hop and shit with her
0: i mean i feel like when you frame it in like a positive light that just changes the entire narrative because everybody's like right. oh what did what happened what happened to you to yeah. make you do this why would you right. ever do something like this like it's like but when right. you're like i like doing this this is cool like this is a job right. like then people are like oh oh okay I never thought of it like I, like I no, was I fucking know. like I was fucking dumb coming into the treasure club. You know, I was dumb. Yeah,
1: you were, I yeah, but you were like, you weren't mean. Like your intentions were good. You were just didn't understand. You were just brand new at it.
0: Yeah, but I feel like until intentions you talk to somebody, okay, because
1: like a lot of people don't know a whole lot about strip clubs. So I feel like the intention behind a question is like has a lot carries a lot of weight on it. You know what I mean? Or like the intention behind like curiosity. Yeah. You know? Like you just don't fucking know. Instead of trying to like capitalize off of something. Yeah. Yeah, you were pretty brand new about it.
0: I was so fucking brand new. I mean yeah. I had I had no I like <laughs> <Yeah>. God. Even <laughs> when I think about like just assumptions that I like even just like being in a relationship with somebody, you know? Oh yeah. I was like, wait, wait, what? Like, you could be in a relationship. I like,
1: <laughs> I remember the second time I saw you and you were pretty wasted and I was like, not. Nah. It was like on a Sunday or something. And we were on the smokejack and you were like, all my friends say that you're lying to me. And like, you don't actually think I'm cool. And I'm like, I totally get that. Like, you're like, <laughs> so pissed. And I was like, listen, but I like, I get it. Like, you have good friends. That is like a solid thing to say. Yeah. But I was like, but I promise you, I actually, like, enjoy talking to you. I would not, yeah. like, like try to convince you of it. But, I mean, I've been in that position before where guys just think I'm, like, like, they cannot, tra- like, some guys are so sad. Like, they cannot <laughs> trust sex workers. Like, they cannot let give themselves an inch
0: or they, yeah. like,
1: run with it. So they're so closed off.
0: I mean, I feel like it's easy. Like, I've said this before. I feel like, you know, like, you know, like, being like a, having a broken heart and going to the strip club, I feel like it's a recipe for love, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh you gotta like, you know, keep your mind straight, you know. <laughs> right. Just, you well, know you, but you
1: can do that without like killing the fucking mood, you know what I mean? Oh, like, that's for what I hate. Fucking,
0: That's for fucking sure, you know. Right.
1: Like, get what you want, get what you need out of it, but don't be like, oh, I know you just are like gonna go home after this. And I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like. <it's,
1: laughs> what you know what (laughs) What else would i what else was i supposed to do you
0: know
1: (laughs) i don't you know i don't get it so um yeah i mean men are just like i don't know i've been trying to like give men more of a pass lately because i feel like y'all were told like you couldn't share your feelings and shit for a long time so yeah we fucked all of you up but then whenever y'all start to share your feelings i'm like oh my god (laughs)
0: Yeah, are the like. There is <laughs> a reason why we told them not to say anything because they're yeah. so fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> it's just like the things you have to complain about. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I try to give them a pass because I feel like they're just y'all. You know, I th-
0: you just like don't know it. Like if if your view is of like. Of like strip clubs or sex workers, you know, is like the media or like television. Then your view is completely wrong. You just don't know it, you know.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Until you and have people those don't experiences.
1: get it, right? I no, I totally agree with that. I yeah. mean, I think a lot of um, like new girls that have started because like this new generation of females in this industry that I've noticed is like very fucking riding this like emotional self care. Fucking train you know what i mean like okay yeah they all use the word empath they all like talk about their feelings all the fucking time they all like say when they're nervous and i like think back to when i was 21 like you could not have paid me to admit i was nervous (laughs) like i would have like rather fucking died so like watching them like come into this industry and like deal with men and then watching men like now the new cool thing is to be like really nice to women and not
0: be a dick. <laughs> the, you know what I mean? The like new that's cool the new cool thing. Trend. The new cool thing is being nice. <laughs> it's
1: like yeah, like the Me Too movement made like boys who are like twenty one, twenty two, twenty three guys like be really overly nice, and then sometimes you can see like the bubbling like fucking like terrible shit, and it's like it's funny dealing with people all day. It's hilarious <laughs> like dissecting all of it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. Men are just constantly sad. (laughs) 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 I just feel bad for them.
0: It's the the end of the night is just so fleeting. It's the most. uh, It's it's...
1: (laughs) yeah. There was one guy, man. He was so fucking creepy the other week. Like so intense, and like was asking these really pointed questions. Like I eventually was like, "You're a fucking cop. I'm leaving." Because that's really what it seemed like. Like this dude had the weirdest questions, the weirdest stare. And that shit's weird. Like, when you get weird fucking vibes from somebody. Yeah. That are, like, like danger, danger fucking shit goes off in your head. That shit's nuts. To, like, try to uh, operate through that. And, like, eight-inch heels working the floor, like, keeping your shit together. Not freaking out.
0: I think that's one of the things that, like, as someone who's, like, as a patron of the strip club, right, you're not thinking of it, like, your your thoughts are probably pretty singular, you know? Like Oh, for sure, yeah. You're not thinking of a lot of different shit or a lot of different scenarios that could be happening, but it's like you working, I feel like you're thinking of a thousand things at once, you know? mm mm-hmm.
1: for sure. And, like, it's also just, like, keeping your composure, but also, like, knowing when you need to, like, take a break. Like, knowing, like, respecting when something shitty happens and being like, okay, like, I need a minute. That sucks. Because yeah. I think when you first start, you, like can get in these situations where guys will like, it just depends on you too, like as a person, just like what fucks you up. But sometimes men can really, really fuck with you. Like I said, relative to the number, like per capita, pretty nice guys. But the mean ones are like, you have to just have like the thickest skin to where they literally can't like fucking tell you shit. Yeah. Cause some dudes will say some dumb shit. And you just have to get to the point where, like, you don't need their approval. You just need their money, and you need to be able to see the difference. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like, where it, you should go with it.
0: Does it ever feel like, you know, like, where you mentioned, like, approval versus money, was it ever hard separating that to where it's like, I, I know what the goal is, but in order to get this goal, I have to do things, like, I guess not, like, maybe, like, boundary-wise, but it's, like... I have to put up with this amount of mm-hmm. whatever this person's putting off and like knowing like what what the goal is versus I guess having to intake that energy maybe.
1: Right. No, for sure. Like I think that that was really the first couple years of me dancing. Like I think I traveled way too early in my dancing career. It took on way more than I was prepared for myself in like crazy situations i was not fucking like some pro ho type shit that i was just like not ready for at the fuck hall but yeah and i think if you don't like therapy helped me a lot with that but yeah if you don't stay that's why it's like reassessing your boundaries like every day sometimes every fucking minute because like sometimes you can get an offer that's like me like (laughs) it can kind of shift where you're at you know what i mean but yeah yeah a certain person and you try to be as safe as possible but yeah i think like you have to just really understand yourself because when you don't, like when you use the club to like, as your validation, as your self-esteem, which I think a lot of young girls kind of do, when it gets slow, when no one comes in, like that's your whole self-esteem is just that. So when it doesn't go your way, like your whole being is like contingent on this fucking like, you know, bullshit, like fantasy club experience, like You've got to be able to separate it. And it took me a long fucking time. Some women can just go into the business and be like, doesn't even fucking matter. Or they can just be like really self-aware about when it does matter and they just take the night off. But I think it's like the girls who, you know, like are like, you know, quote unquote tough and like independent. You try to like fucking push through all these like shitty interactions sometimes and it weighs on you. And then you end up making things like decisions you wouldn't necessarily want to make, you know? Yeah. it's so important to fucking like figure out what's up. Cause I when I was a new dancer, I fucking like definitely had situations that I was like not fucking ready for and just like dove into them like a fucking idiot. Cause I wasn't like it was just for the thrill of it.
0: Okay. How is it like do you, do you have other people like when you're da- like when you're starting out, do you have like people that are like helping you dancing, navigate helping you navigate that that area at all or is it like you on your own figuring it out yourself
1: um I mean I think for me like I started dancing I guess it was like um eight eight years ago or I guess in a strip club eight years ago dancing probably six or seven I mean I guess yeah because it's like you know the joke about cocktail waitresses like two weeks and then you're a stripper yeah yeah but it took me like a year and then I like managed a restaurant and then just like decided I wanted to be a fucking stripper randomly.
0: When you first started like doing the cocktail waitressing, were you ever like, I think I could be a stripper? Or Was it like, I'm just working no. here?
1: No, 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 no. I was I was like literally my worst nightmare. Like everything I complained about, I was totally that. I mean oh, I was a shit. cocktail waitress, you know, mind you, but at least for like the first couple weeks. And then when I left the club, because I got in a I got in a fight one night. Uh, it was totally my fault. I got my ass kicked <laughs> uh, and then got fucking arrested and brought to the drunk tank after. It was like a terrible fucking night. Damn. And after that, I was just like so fucking nervous and just like, again, I was just like mouthing off at like a bar I didn't know the fuck, you know, I just, I just thought I was just like a cocky piece of shit when I was, 20. I guess we all were when I was 21. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that happened. Then I quit the club. Then I went to restaurants and then I started managing. And that's when I realized that, like, no one actually gives a fuck about uh, anyone who works in a restaurant and everything sucks and, like, nothing matters in that, <laughs> like, <laughs> environment. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go be a stripper. And I literally just, like, borrowed some shoes. I knew uh, a girl. To answer your question, I did have, like, solid help. I had a girl who was, like, pretty fucking good. She was, like, a pretty good hustler. She was a friend of Nick's, my partner's. Uh, They had been friends for, like, ever. Um, She was, like, very intelligent. So she was a cool person to, like, have at first. Now, when I moved to – so I would just make money, whatever. Like, new money for me was really good, actually. And I moved to Baltimore, and there was, like – would never forget. I was on stage for my audition, and they had, like, two poles on this huge stage. And there was, like, a table of, like, the baddest black women I'd ever seen in my entire life. Like, all of them were just – head to tail, like, perfect. And I got off stage, and the manager's like, yeah, you're hired. And this one woman from Morocco came up to me and was like, listen, if you're going to have, like, a bigger ass than all of us, like, you have to at least not a fucking move it. Like, that was just, like, <laughs> just, like, fucking clown me so hard on my stage set. And, like, they literally would just, like, random times, like, if I'd be doing a loud dance next to them, they'd be like, okay, look, you know, try to do this. Like, they were just, like, very involved in, like, my upbringing as a dancer and I try to do the same thing for new dancers without stepping on anyone's toes or getting too involved to where like I'm invested like okay yeah I try to help out you know as much as I can for girls that I think will understand what I mean you know
0: yeah I feel like it's one thing to be like you know I think that this person might be receptive to what I have to say and I think it's like a positive thing versus like going to somebody and, like, forcing, like, hey, you should do this this way because this is how I do it, you know?
1: Right, exactly, yeah. Like, it worked, like, the shit worked out for me in a really good way because they were, like, very strong personalities and they were very, very good at what they did, these five women that just kind of, like, we never really worked together or anything, but they would just kind of look out for me and, like, show me shit or, like, how to do stuff or what to say or, like, check on me. So, and I definitely feel, like, a lot of the women who are older now like i think from what i've seen we make a point to like do that for younger dancers at least i do that's like a really fulfilling part of the job
0: yeah is there a so before you start dancing like or actually when you start dancing do you have like a background in dance like do you know what you're do you do you know what you're doing are you like just like freestyling it
1: yo there's a lot of ballerinas and a lot of cheerleaders that are strippers. Okay. like a lot so a lot of women do have a background in dance or in like gymnastics that's pretty common i had no i didn't fucking dance ever like ever 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 i would Damn. i would rather die yeah i mean I still probably won't like in a bar or a club i mean I might but like I don't know i don't i get it i i feel it when I'm like outward but otherwise i just I don't know I don't really fuck with it (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like if I go to a concert like I'm not gonna just fucking bend over and start twerking and shit like
0: yeah just like nah my common the twerking doesn't overcome you
1: (laughs) yeah no it doesn't if I'm at work it would but otherwise no I'm just like I refuse
0: (laughs) do you have a do you have a line right do you have a line that can make somebody get a dance is there a line
1: (sighs) I think there definitely is a line. Um, I think responses are, uh, you know, like comedic timing is definitely helpful. Yeah. I think persistence is really fucking like more helpful than any of us want to admit because we're like too prideful.
0: Okay. um, You you can really wear some. You can really wear somebody to. Dude, yeah. You can wear some. I got worn down at the fucking raleigh men's club I went, I went on valentine's day with my uh my roommate it's so funny when i was living uh like in north carolina right my roommate like then is actually my roommate now in atlanta like he moved mm-hmm. down to atlanta oh, so it's cool. like he knows exactly who you are right oh, nice. and uh so i took him to we went to the raleigh men's club on like valentine's day one year and this one girl she just kept you know person like hey you want a date you want a date i was like okay bro i gotta take one for the team i gotta get a date like that it works it works yeah
1: it really does work it's just like you have to like really again like have no pride like you have to just be like i don't give a fuck if i'm like embarrassing myself i'm gonna keep going up to the same fucking table and just over and over and over again and i feel like that sometimes can be a big ask for me but whenever i'm like kind of tipsy or drunk it like it really does work most of the time, but as far as like a line, like I feel like uh, responses to a no, or like faces. Like it's like a bachelor party. I'm like, Yo, I don't want to buy him a dance, especially if you like Timmy me on oh, stage yeah. or something. And they'll be like, no, and I'm like, really? You know, just that like for real? I'm like that's crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I really thought they were gonna buy one. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And just making the situation like awkward. Yeah. Like making them feel weird about not. Like what the fuck are you doing here then? But whatever. Um but yeah, I feel like most of the time like good eye contact and just like no bullshit is what sells me the most dances. Okay. Like if they're like, What's your name? I'm like, who cares? Love that line. Yeah. It definitely sets the tone of like nothing fucking matters in here, dude.
0: I still I still remember like being outside like on the like smoking patio or whatever. And this dude asked this girl what her name is. I think she said, like, Maddie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, is that, is that with, like, an I-E or a Y? And she's like, uh, it's however you want to spell it, really. That's, that's, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, it does not, it it does really, not matter. Like it does
1: not matter at all. However the fuck you want to spell it is totally fine with me. Can I dance on your cock now? And normally they're like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Just yeah, like, yeah. Slapping him in the face with it sometimes can really help be helpful. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that yeah, it just like depends on what you can work the best and like what attitude you're at and there's definitely lines though. I just try to respond to their bullshit individually without getting too like, you wanna dance, you wanna dance, you wanna dance. Like without getting too robotic about it, you know?
0: Well yeah, I mean I feel like too like once you interact with like you know, you've been dancing for a while. You had interacted with people in that like space for such a long time. I feel like the range of how people behave or how people talk. I feel like you kind of have probably experienced most interactions, or you kind of know how it's gonna go, like right. just from experience, just because you've done it for so long. Yeah, so you kind of know what what's gonna work in a certain situation or what's not gonna work, just from fucking practice.
1: Yeah, just practice and also just like not like leaning into being kind of awkward. You know what I mean? Okay. Like me like guys love hearing that I'm stoned. Of all oh, ages. Yeah. Like if I'm just like, oh my bad, I'm just like super fucking high right now. Or like, like oh my god, she's them. she's so fucking she's cool. She's so edgy. She's so fucking cool, right? And then or if it's like, um, oh I'm sorry, I'm just like super fucked up right now. Just like anything that's just like like no shame say something vulnerable yeah exactly and then i'm like man i feel uh, i've been doing this a while but i'm still like bad at this part like just like being like awkward and kind of like making them a part of like how i figure out the situation like men love to be needed you know yeah so i try to like use them to like help me figure out like what's up with you and like how i can feel comfortable because i'm just gonna lean into all the awkward shit i'm doing like jokes or like you know stupid like I do dumb shit all the time it just seems like like in my head I'm like why the fuck did you just say that do that whatever (laughs) you know what I mean like shit happens and I'm like fuck and then I just like like I just say exactly what's in my head about the moment and that usually works out pretty well because it like makes them like engaged it makes men like want to be a part of like making the environment chill and like everyone being comfortable so it's like a cute little Like group uh, Activity Yeah and you're <laughs> and just, creating <laughs> like, <laughs> Being awkward as fuck <laughs> And just seeing how they react
0: Hell yeah
1: I mean it can do a lot for like Me liking talking to somebody if they, Yeah If they can like chill and like Not be fucking aggravating Or on one all the time That's like that can do a lot for you I feel like as a strip club patron
0: I feel like if you could just be cool, right? Just be cool. You know? Just be cool, yeah. I Don't wear some... gym shorts. Definitely, I, I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a corduroy, corduroys, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. always. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: it's like so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's funny. laughs> yeah, but yeah, no gym shorts. Tip well.
0: Yeah. It's funny, like I remember also it's it's funny like the shit you remember, like when you talk to somebody and so I remember you mentioning like basically you're like there's this thing called the hoarchy or horarchy. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know how like exactly what you said, but you're like it's like basically, you know, sex workers like looking down on other sex workers that work differently mm-hmm. than they do or perhaps do more than they do. Yeah. And I I remembered that, right? But I didn't really, you know, think of it much more than that. Like I but then once I started doing the podcast or interacting with more people or like once I got Twitter you really right. see it you can and see you're like it, holy yeah. shit it's a fucking real thing it's a uh, real thing
3: for sure
0: how do you, how do you feel about that like has that you know affected you at all what like why do you think it's there in the first place
1: oh man i mean i think it's there cuz it's been such a shamed like being a sex worker is such a shamed position to be in at any point you know like that's why you see all these tiktoks where like Bitches have to show like them holding a fucking huge stack of ones as a phone or like, you know, like we have to reason our job with like making obscene amounts of money or people like don't get it. And it like yeah. makes us question like how good we are at it. Like, like it's such a bad job that you need, like you have to make so much money. And I kind of hate that. Cause I'm like, see, that's bullshit though. Cause like you do make good money. Sure. You're working very, very hard. Like I'm, pr- i pretty sure most times it like evens the fuck out with the amount of work you're putting in. But um sometimes you don't make like $1,200, 1500 1800 And you don't make it every fucking night anywhere. Like whenever a bitch opens with that, I'm like, you are fucking toxic in this room right now. Whenever I hear, oh, I went to so-and-so and I made $2,000 a night every night. Don't fucking talk to me.
3: Yeah, Absolutely
1: not. Because even if you were there for like a three-day weekend, you made two grand every night. Okay, I get it you average six grand a week. Like there's a fucking difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so new girls hear this shit. And so then they start to think like, oh fuck, um, you know, everyone already like hates me anyway. And if I'm not making $1,200, 1500 $1,800 a night, like these other girls are saying they are, then I'm shit at this. I'm not sexy. And then like, it gets so much easier to fit into that stereotype of like the fucked up stripper who's wasted or who's on, you know what I mean? Like, it's so much, it gets, it's like all one big fucking circle, but you know, I think like religion has a lot to do with it. I think a lot of uh, Catholic women are dancers. Uh, A lot of women who like have some sort of faith in something or dancers, like it doesn't, which surprised me. I would think it wouldn't kind of go hand in hand with sex work but I think that does a big deal of it. Like you're doing like you're dancing on guys, but you're not doing this. Like you're allowed to have whatever boundaries you fucking want. The issue for me is like when you shame other women for working differently or doing more and you don't realize how that's not the same as like, uh, or that it's the same as like a lawyer, female talking down on strippers just in general, you know what I mean? Like, We already have so much of that shit. We're, like, barely getting through it right now. I just, it really pisses me off to hear it. I try to handle it. Me and a lot of, like, older dancers recognize it, try to handle it with grace. But especially when they start talking shit about prostitutes as a whole, that's when I, like, really fucking lose it. Because I feel like it's such a privileged, and not even privileged in that, like, there. I know there are some prostitutes that literally had no other option, right? Like that's just what they had to do to make money. They didn't necessarily want to do it. And they had to cross their boundaries in order to make this cash. So for you to be like this 22 year old white girl, and it's always only from white women also, only, only white women, 110% young white women. And so when I hear that, I'm like, wow, how privileged, like you'd never have had to like fucking write a whole new set of boundaries for yourself just in order to like make money, to put food on the table. But there's also prostitutes that like love doing it. You know what I mean? Like there also is just like people like, I feel like you have to fit in this category of like being super sad or like in this super stressed situation. Like I had money in the bank when I became a dancer. I just wanted to fucking do it. You know, like. Yeah. It's not always this like terrible situation, but I do think that when the terrible situations are a reality, a lot of it has to deal with like the fucking pressure that gets put and the shame that gets put on sex workers in general. So I think it's just them not knowing, but good well enough. I think it's like a red flag that they might need some help later on. I think it's like something to watch. Cause that shit is like the shit that'll get you fired or fucking arrested.
0: Oh, like some yeah. bitches
1: are like real snitches out here, you know, like oh, shit. for real. Yeah. So you've got to be like, really cautious with bitches like that but yeah it sucks i think it's and it's so so rampant and if and like how dare how dare we as like we're like in this fucking brick and mortar building of like money where we just get to come and dance in a safe place with security guards and all this shit like you think any of this would exist without fucking prostitutes no (laughs) you know what i mean like no like how dare you (laughs) you wouldn't be in a safe space to be able to make money for your family in the way that you do without them 100%. 100%. So just shut the fuck up. None of your fucking business. You don't want to be a prostitute. Go outside and don't be one.
0: Yeah. Like, well, like this sh- keeping shame on people that do. that's like, what are you doing? Like,
1: but I mean, people who do that though feel shamed. So I get it. Like that's why it's kind of like I just sit back, I keep my space, I don't work with them, and I just kind of make sure that they're gonna be all right too. Because a lot of times when you have these like really really strict morals, those are the girls, or like not strict morals, but like. These ideas without a whole lot of experience. You know what I mean? You're like just convinced like, a that lot of you idealism. Know what's
3: up.
1: Right, exactly. That shit can fuck you up. Like, you can make some really bad decisions very quickly on that train of thought. So I think it's also just like watching out for girls, too. Like, I've definitely like pulled a girl, like, sat at the table with a new girl and had some guy who, like, you totally knew. Like, this guy, one guy in particular, totally knew the game. He was like, in like a gray sweatsuit, he from Miami, like gold chains, he was like 55, 56, he was just, you know, a piece of fucking garbage, and he looked at me, and he was like, he had been talking to this girl for a while, I got on stage, he tipped me, I sat with him, he looked at me, and he was like, see, um, I still kind of like her more though, because for you, I'd have to pay you a thousand, but for her, I'd only have to pay like four hundred dollars yeah and now that's to wear a condom like that's what he just said to me like right when I sat down damn and I looked at this girl and I was like yo come on we should like like it was like no reaction whatsoever I was just like you like I knew this girl in particular had just gotten hired I had talked to her but like she was not ready for this particular type of customer
2: you know what yeah. I mean yeah
1: so I was like we're getting the fuck like I just like literally was like come on let's go so there's definitely been like situations where like i can see it's like oh fuck like this girl isn't way over her head and i've like saved some of the some of the assholes that have those opinions but and they end up usually coming around and everybody ends up usually like coming to be like-minded eventually but yeah it's like it's like a sickness in the sex industry especially when you're new especially when you dance because it's just like you just take it for granted you don't even think about the Origins of it, how it started, like, what actually it means to be a sex worker, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: How is it so, like, I know you mentioned, like, some people will be talking about, like, oh, man, I made all this money working in such a short period of time. Like, how is it, does it ever, comparing yourself to other people, right? Right. Was that ever a thing for you to where it's like, you know, is is people's self-esteem connected to how they do at work, you know? was that ever was that ever an issue for you at all
1: yeah like i think it was i think it was like an issue in my younger life just in general that i kind of tackled at a young age because i was just like really sick of like hating women and like hearing everywhere that like girls were really mean to each other and we weren't supposed to be friends and girls were catty like i got over that whole bullshit at a pretty young age to some degree so I'm thankful for that, but I definitely, so it doesn't, I don't think it happened as much. Like, I definitely know there are girls who like, you can hear it in their voice when they compare themselves to other girls and what they made. And uh, so I think that it hasn't happened for me, like as a regular thing necessarily, but it is something when it does happen, it's like an immediate red flag. Like no matter where I'm at, like if I'm jealous of another girl on stage, I immediately am like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Cause that's you just not check where I'm to be at. Yeah. Like, no, no, no we need to go or we need to like, you know, cause it, it's, I think it's unavoidable, but you just have to be able to like really deal with it in a, in a quick fashion, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel like it's, it's like when you recognize that, then you can be like, Oh, that's what the fuck. Okay.
1: Right. And you just have to remember like, no, I want the best for everybody. And I want, you know, like us all to make whatever money we're making. Cause that's the other thing too, is like, when girls say that they can't make money in a club because prostitutes some of the dancers do full sex work right like oh she gives hand jobs so now i'm never gonna sell a room again bullshit dude if you offered a hand job to like a packed club so many dudes would be freaked out like you know what i mean like not everyone there is looking for that like it's just a yeah. fact it is a fact like there are so many guys if you approach them with like hey uh, for twenty five thirty dollars, I'll give you a fucking hand job in the lab dance area, and they'd be like, "What? Get the fuck away from me!" Like they would. It's it sounds crazy, but I really do think it would freak out so many men. It's it's a service that definitely can be taken advantage of, but it's not taken advantage of by guys that didn't know that they wanted it to begin with. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. That dude already was coming in not wanting to spend money on you. Yeah. Especially if you're not gonna let them like grab your ass and dance or in a room like take your fucking top off, like these limits you're putting around your time have a lot to do with why you don't sell dances. It really has very little to do with the girl next to you, you know, like it's really just what people
0: want. I mean, also too, I feel like that's the easiest, like it's always easier. I feel like in other, in a lot of situations to blame other, other people than rather than to be like, what am I doing?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just like not dealing with like, I think religion really did like, fuck up the service and i mean fucked up everything but the sex industry for sure is like like it feels a lot of that heat you know yeah because you got like mary magdalene like the famous fucking christian hooker and stuff like it was something that's been discussed so much and voted on so much and has been like voted against for so consistent long amount of time you know what i mean like it's hard to break that stigma of like Nobody wants you to be able to like just fully operate and do your job as far as you want to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's pretty unique feeling. So I think when you feel shamed is when you shame other people, and then that initially, like, it eventually snowballs into like just manifests itself into like some nasty shit that you don't need to deal with.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. How was so? You know, a little pandemic happened last year. Mm-hmm. It's still got kind of happening. Uh I know, right? Everything everything fucking closed. Mm-hmm. How how is it getting back to work? How has that been?
1: I mean, I got back to work in like like April. So I've been back for a minute. Um I got my vaccination pretty soon uh after I started working and that was like a huge relief.
0: Even yeah.
1: though I got like the Johnson and Johnson one, which I think is like the least that, that single that shot was, yeah i was just like fuck it 65 percent perfect let's do it um but because at first it was like pretty weird because you would like wear masks but you couldn't fucking breathe so you wear those like fake like chain masks with like all the holes like just a no oh yeah (laughs) you know and um so it was like you were susceptible to all this that's why i was like fuck i need to fucking do this and i think a lot of girls when they first got back were like oh shit like we were really close to people (laughs) pretty early on this year before vaccinations were even really like fully distributed. So the money was great at first. I think now it's kind of just evening out and it's just, you know, I think that new Orleans in particular will be really busy in the fall. Okay. Yeah. Which, but I mean, honestly, it's like, it's just consistent money, you know, it's like, it's just, it is what it is. The summer really hasn't been terrible but it really is like riding a bike, you know. You think you're gonna forget all the shit, how to yeah. walk in heels, how to twerk, how to do whatever, and it's like nothing. Like getting back on stage after a while is like, for me anyway, it's always just been like easy as fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was there ever? Do you ever get like? I don't know if you ever go like long stretches where you don't dance, and then you know, like you get back into it. Do you ever have anxiety going up?
1: Um, I always have anxiety auditioning. Always, always. That okay. Sapphire New York experience really fucks me up. That shit sucks. Um, so anytime I audition, I'm, like, fucking nervous as shit. Yeah. Uh, and just not going up, like, if I... It kind of just depends on, like, where my energy level is at. And it depends on the music. Like, that's another thing I loved about Treasure Club, was I could pick my own music, you know? Yeah. So I could play, like, J. Cole, and I could play songs that, like, made me chill the fuck out. yeah. Cause I can get like pretty anxious, but I mean, for the most part, like once I start dancing and like, I work with the same DJs that I've worked with for a long time. Like it's pretty much, you know, a well-oiled machine at this point. Like I know oh, yeah. how it all works, but there definitely have been times anytime I audition, any, I, any single time fucking nervous wreck, like nervous as fuck. Yeah. But it can be nerve wracking when like the room is full and, there's some girl before you got like a lot of fucking stage tips, but does a lot of pull tricks and I don't do any. So it's like figuring out if that's what they liked or if they just wanted to be entertained. And like, you know, it's like, it can be pretty nerve wracking, but you got to figure it out. I mean, you got to just stretch, breathe and like go up there and fucking do it. You know, like you have to.
2: Yeah.
1: It's the easiest way to make money in my opinion. I love being on stage. I think it's fucking great.
0: Oh yeah. It's my favorite thing. How long, how long do you see yourself dancing?
1: Um, I don't know, man. Until I guess I just stop. Like, I don't know. Like I'm going to use, I mean, I I like have goals in school. It's just like a tool that you can use. I mean, as long as I can do it, I probably will utilize it to some degree.
0: Yeah. Try to. Five years from now, what are you doing? Where are you at?
1: I hate this question.
0: (laughs) <laughs> um five years from
1: now hopefully i will i will be what 35 oh jesus hopefully i'm still like fun i haven't gotten too uh, wrapped up in something stupid but hopefully i'll have like a college degree by that point i'll be in whatever grad school or whatever the fuck i want to do fuck hopefully yeah. we'll be like doing well nick will be doing well you know oh yeah i just hope that it- everything just keeps going like the way it's going. I would like to move out of new Orleans again, but I don't know where i go. Really? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, I mean, I love it, but it's, I don't know. I either want to live here for forever. I need to get the fuck out of here.
2: That's right. Okay. Like
1: either we need to like buy a house and like fucking plant roots or like, I don't want to rent another apartment in New Orleans.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, like, I want to settle down somewhere and just, like, I want to, I guess I want to be a homeowner by then. That sounds nice. Fuck yeah. So I can just do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. That sounds or nice. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Shit. I, uh, I don't know, honestly. I mean, maybe I'll be in New York. Maybe I'll still be in Atlanta. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll be, whoo. fuck. i don't know
1: right it's a shitty fucking question
0: yeah (laughs) i mean me and my buddy were trying to do like write this like tv shit so uh that could happen maybe i don't know that sounds cool yeah we'll see yeah Do do you have a do you feel like do you feel like you have a story you want to leave the people on do you have a story
1: oh my god um, I, know. I know
0: right
1: yeah okay suddenly i like have never danced a day in my life i feel like i have so many stories like what genre are we looking for what's
0: we a want to funny- leave it
1: on a happy note
0: what's the funniest thing that you've ever seen okay
1: <laughs> okay i've got three things one thing is just like um just funny as if like Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. That one's pretty bad. Okay. No, now I have to. (laughs) Something that's funny as a, just a female in general, but it's really funny when you're getting paid to do like full sex work, right? Yeah. If their dick is like so obviously tiny, like there's no question about it. Yeah. It can be really, really fucking comical on like how you navigate that situation.
2: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And the only
1: reason I say that is because I just always, like, I was talking to my friend about this the other day, like, I, okay, let's say, just getting super truthful here, let's say I get paid to do a blowjob, right? And the guy's dick is, like, incredibly small. Yeah. But I still go on with, like, the, like, fake theatrics of, like, (sighs) like.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) But they're so small, they know that it's like a complete fabrication yeah. like we both can feel that that's not the reality I find that to be one of the funnier moments
3: okay that
1: I can though <laughs> it sounds really weird but to just sit there in that moment is like pretty hilarious and it's a good way to like make something really annoying funny because you're yeah. just like how obnoxious can I make this yeah <laughs> to like still get paid and like technically do a good job but also like kind of embarrass the fuck out of this dude because <laughs> he knows his dick is super small um okay that was number one that's a good one and number two uh the other day I was giving this old man he looked just like Stan Lee okay and this he was wearing like a Bud Light t-shirt and like some fucking jean like old navy jean shorts with the fucking like attachment like the little hook on the side okay You know, you know what I'm talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had like a latch that you could like, for whatever fucking reason. Like, but they just had that, just like that random like piece of fabric that was like a handle on the side of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just super random. So yeah, like crew socks, all the shit. And he looked just like Stan Lee. And this dude, like, you would have never guessed that he would have been a fan of me. He was like, so into it though. Oh my God. It was fucking hilarious. So we go back and he spends like 300 bucks. And I was like, damn. Not normally am I like shocked by this, but yeah, this guy shocked me a little bit. So I, (laughs) fuck, his name was Carl. And I looked down and uh, his teeth had fallen out of his fucking pocket. And they're just like sitting on the chair, like on the left hand's chair. And it was like right towards the end. And I was like, fuck me.
2: I was like,
1: what am I going to do? Because like if I sat down, I would like totally touch them. Yeah, yeah which honestly like i felt bad for carl so i wasn't like but still like who wants to sit on someone's fucking dentures and like why would you put them in your pocket and like it's only it was like only 8 p.m like can you just leave them in for like why yeah bro i don't know why the slap powder, this
0: right powder them up dog. i'm not good you enough
1: for you to keep your teeth in like so maybe yeah he gets excited like, right, like maybe
0: that was a compliment
1: don't forget all your stuff, Carl. Like that's just what I said. I, like <laughs> stood up and he like looked around me, like saw him and grabbed him. Um, I was pretty And then I went out and I was like, yo. And it's like the funny exchange too, when you're like talking to floor hosts about what just happened. But <laughs> no one can react.
2: Oh, yeah. Because yeah,
0: the yeah. guy
1: is like right there.
0: Obviously that he's gonna be like looking at their react.
1: Like Exactly, yeah. He's gonna say especially if something embarrassing went down, like they're going to look ex- like, oh, oh man! In Asher once. All right, last thing. So in Asher once, there was this guy, and he was in a bachelor party. They had just gone to the club. They hadn't eaten dinner yet. It was like 8 o'clock. And this dude just goes in and immediately buys a room with me, and I was like, cool. And you remember the rooms there were like, you know, just like a fucking curtain and yeah, it's like no, nothing special at all. So we go back there and literally within like the first six minutes of just a regular, no service, no add-ons, nothing lap dance. This dude comes so hard in his pants, <laughs> like so <laughs> fucking hard. But he was wearing like light gray.
3: Ooh, um, yeah, dude. We're Ooh, like wet
1: like, oh my God. And it was the biggest fucking wet spot. He's right like, on I the gotta, tip of his dick. I got it. Go. No way to hide it. So then he was like, fuck, how am I literally going to walk? It was five minutes into an hour long room. Oh, God.
3: And he's like, I was hour. like, maybe just
1: sit. yeah, <laughs> Maybe just, like, sit and, like, let it dry. And he was like, dude, like, if this dries, like, we're supposed to go out. Our Their hotel was, like, in no. the fucking mountains, like, 45 minutes away. So that was pretty hilarious watching him. Like, I had, like, given him, like my bag or something for him to like cover up I felt so bad for him he was like we've literally been out 15 minutes and I have a huge fucking (laughs) so he had to like leave change his shorts and then came back and met his friends uh, back at the club
0: hey sometimes sometimes that happens you know
1: I mean I was shocked he came back but uh, (laughs) like he
0: he, he met Patricia he's coming back (laughs) He's coming. He did back. come back
1: after that too, and then I like ran into him in New Orleans too.
0: Really, holy had, shit!
1: Yeah, that's funny when you see people like that. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, there's like shit like that that happens all the time. One time, I watched a guy like projectile vomit a strawberry daiquiri onto this girl. She looked like fucking Carrie. Oh god! Like it was terrifying. But this bitch literally got up from a loud dance, went onto the balcony where all of his friends were standing, and was like, "You're literally looks like Carrie. Like terrifying." And was like, your friend just fucking peeped on me. I need money from each and every fucking one of you. And that bitch got like paid. Nice. And then she collected the payment with fucking vomit all over her face and tits and stomach. And then uh, ended up just going upstairs and showering and just leaving. She made like 500 bucks off giving them shit for it.
0: That's, I mean, damn.
1: It was pretty terrifying to see though.
0: Yeah. 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 Patricia I appreciate I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Like this this yeah, podcast this that. podcast would not be a thing if I did if I did not know you, you know. And I never met you so that. fucking I appreciate appreciate you for uh coming on the podcast and you know changing everything. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: problem. No, I appreciate it. It's fun. I enjoy it. I hope it's, like, good.
0: I hope you like it. It's so good. It's it's fucking amazing. People are going to love this. And if so. they don't, fuck! Okay, now.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck them. I'll say it. You don't have to say it, because it's your podcast.
0: But you know how we both feel about it, you know, so... Yeah, fuck
1: them.
0: Hell they yeah, just don't yeah. know good comedy. They Who's fucking... your
1: favorite comedian?
0: Who's my favorite comedian? Um, I don't know. I mean, I like... I like Rory Scovel a lot. I mean, I like fucking Dave Chappelle. I like...
1: Yeah, duh.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. I don't know.
1: Do you have any, like... And now I'm, like, asking you a question. Sorry. But I'm just wondering, do you have any, like, favorite comedy moment of the last, like, six months? Or, like, through the pandemic or anything?
0: Through the pandemic? Uh... Not really. I mean, I did a show in North Carolina... And it turns out that everybody at the show, like, that was producing the show, like, had COVID when they put on the show. Nice. And nice. Uh, so I, we did the show, and then they kind of told everybody, like, when we got there, they're like, oh, hey, one person's sick, but, you know, sh- they're not going to be out here. And then right. we're all like, what the fuck? Why do you tell us? So we do the show, and then it turns out, like, literally everybody at the show has COVID, except for, like, me and my buddy that were, like, on the show also. Yeah but we we're good we didn't get it but that was still just That's like good. what the what the fuck bro like say something yeah, to sucks. a motherfucker dude yeah. right but
1: i think uh bill burr's monologue on snl was one of my favorite so good in like the last eight seven eight months that was probably one of my favorite Yeah. moments in comedy was that monologue was fucking great
0: i know you i know we i mean we talked about bill burr a bunch but i mean he's so fucking funny yeah,
1: sometimes you can like miss it though, you know. Like Kevin Hart, I think had a really funny special or two, and now his new shit just sucks.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. My, opinion I mean, I it. think, I think,
0: I think you know, Bill Burr likes to like try to provoke people a lot. Um, there's reasons yeah. behind it, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure, it's like part of his. I also just think he like can't help himself but to hate everybody. Yeah, and I enjoy that about him.
0: Well, I mean, I've heard like I I was watching this podcast where people were talking about him. And like one of the reasons why his kind of thing works is because it's like basically like impotent rage to where it's like, you know, he's upset, but it's like not when somebody's upset and then like you, there's fear behind fear attached with them too, you know, mm-hmm. like it changes how they come across. But with him, you know, it's like such like he's upset, but he's not going to do anything about it or there's not right. like there's no threat of any kind of like harm it's just like him being upset and the inability to really do anything about it and this is why he right. really feels about it and why this is fucking stupid you know
1: yeah yeah i appreciate the consistency
0: yeah fucking a cool. Man.
1: this is so much fun
0: i appreciate you coming to the podcast uh this is i'm excited for people to hear this
1: yeah same Fuck
0: i hope yeah. it's good I, no it's great excellent Okay. <laughs> we're just like and, oh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> all right i'm gonna go <laughs> all right hell yeah listeners we'll be back <laughs> later i hope you enjoyed my conversation today with patricia i mentioned it in the interview but uh i don't think this podcast would be a thing if we had never met so uh shout out patricia thank you thank you uh, I really do appreciate you coming on the podcast. So, so much fun. So much fun. Uh, I We didn't plug it in the interview, but you can follow her on Instagram. She is at Patty with the cake. That is at P-A-T-T-I-W-I-T-D-A cake. I'll have a link in the show notes. Click the link. Give her a follow. Show her some love. As always, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Full Service Pod. I'm at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Write us a review. I'll love you forever. I'll read it on the air. This has been episode 97. I appreciate you being here. We'll be back next Tuesday. Keeping this outro short and sweet today. We're almost to episode 100. It's coming up. Super excited. Going to bring on a guest that we've had on before. Uh, super stoked for that. But, uh, also I think we're about to hit the, uh, like 50,000 download mark. So shout out to y'all for listening to the podcast. It really does mean a lot. So, uh, Hey, we'll be back on Tuesday. I will see you then later. Full service.